And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 70 today. Uh, we have a first. Um, our buddy Alex, who runs the Natural Born Alchemist podcast, is uh, reporting live from uh, the Ayahuasca Conference 2019 in Girona, Spain. What's going on, Alex? Hi, it's going good. It's really warm here. Looks beautiful. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's going good. It's like 1,500 people here from all over the world and many speakers. We can see... Maybe see there, that's Wade Davis, actually. He's a famous anthropologist. Um, and uh, the student of uh, Richard Schultes, if you know who that is. Okay. What's the vibe like there? Is, is, it, is there like an electric vibe, or is it just kind of tame? Or No, it's a good vibe. Everybody is uh, sharing their experiences uh, constantly, and uh, people are having mini ceremonies not uh, drinking ayahuasca or anything but like sitting down having small rituals all over the place right see here they're waiting for something uh when they start playing i might have to go out here because i think they're going to play but before they do that there's a lot of uh, interesting psychedelic artwork here oh yeah that's beautiful and all the artists are here as well and uh, one of the main things with this conference is to try and uh, bring the indigenous people to the forefront uh, so they're not left out of the whole uh, discussion because all the different talks that they have uh, are all about uh, you know, sustainability with the ayahuasca tourism and also the, about the healing process and also about uh, what the indigenous are going through because they're marginalized uh, in our world. No, oh, for sure. Now, is the um, so you've got art? It looks like you got some music. Um, they've got obviously people speaking. Um, is there people that do go there that that maybe dabble in some of the stuff? Or no, not really. Is it more just? I think everybody who is attending has uh, been in an ayahuasca ceremony. Right, sure. but I mean, like, is is there people there right now that are walking around that are, are that are on ayahuasca? Or no, does that not? No, I, I would don't think so. I don't think you could. Well, you could, I guess, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. Although uh, I see people use rapé a lot. It's this uh, indigenous snuff. Right. But uh, it's more like some. It's not really the psychedelic in that sense. Sure. Uh, but who knows? Maybe there's some people who dropped acid. But I think it's fairly, <clears throat> you know, it's a fairly high-level conference in that that the speakers are uh, the main people in their field, and uh, so there's a lot of uh, high talks about uh, um, how to regulate ayahuasca and how to make sure that all the four or five hundred or maybe not that many but at least a few hundred lodges that are in peru only that right. they are following the right protocol so because if 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 those uh, ayahuasca retreats start behaving badly then it's going to destroy the whole thing you know well absolutely <clears throat> i mean i've seen a couple documentaries where obviously they show a lot of the charlatans and people just trying to make money when the tourists get there and that kind of stuff and it's not really pure or good stuff you know and the, 
people end up getting sick or poisoned. So yeah, it's important that they keep a uh, a tight leash on that aspect of it. Um, as far as uh, is this your first conference, by the way, or have you been to other? Conferences? No, I've been to a few conferences, and this one feels like uh, the biggest. Okay. Uh, not only this, the, high, the speakers that attend, but also the the size of it is quite big. Uh, the venue is it at like an big. expo or, or like a like a venue or like what's where is it at? Oh, it's at some sort of venue that do conferences, I guess. So it's quite huge. I can gotcha. walk down. I'm at the top now. I walk down, but um, <clears throat> uh, and you have people like uh, Dennis McKenna and. Uh, Jeremy Norby speaking, and uh, the guy I filmed before, uh, Wade Davis. Right, right. Uh, and um, also people from NGOs that work with indigenous communities. I mean, it sounds like a, a great group of people. It seems like the vibe there is pretty chill, but it seems like there's all, still a lot of people. Um, yeah. What? Uh, who? Who are you looking most forward to seeing? I, I always like to talk to the indigenous, and you see here on this sign here, they even have their own area, indigenous gotcha. space. But of course now, I mean, there's uh, meetings and talks being held, so uh, some some rooms might not like I find it quiet now. <laughs> right. Is uh, so when you say indigenous, though, you obviously mean the people of South America. Um, indigenous tribes or is it more from around the world are there other places where there's indigenous tribes that use ayahuasca no it's uh, it's all uh, in the amazon okay uh, so it, it's all people from peru and colombia and brazil right um, <clears throat> now do they ever have like um do they do like the rituals like you were saying that people are doing rituals do they do the rituals um, minus the ayahuasca, meaning that they do the same stuff or like recreate it, but they don't actually do it. Yeah, they just sit in small circles and like, you know, pray or sing or play instruments. Uh, I've seen that happening a, a bit. Um, but the main uh, focus, I think, on, of the whole con conference or congress is that uh, the the struggle about with indigenous people and uh, the all the international or multi-international corporations that are trying to take over and uh, steal the territory from them. Because sure. in the Amazon you have uh, oil, gas, uh, you have the possibility of uh, making huge agricultural fields to grow, you know, to have uh, cows to make meat and uh, leather and uh, there's a lot of money in the Amazon and the big problem is with the President Bolsonaro, the new president of Brazil, who wants to solve Brazil's financial troubles by uh, selling out the rainforest. Yeah. And uh, he even called, uh, he even said that he wished Brazil had been as effective to eradicate the indigenous like the United States had been with their Native Americans. <laughs> so it's quite a... Uh, like a Hitler-esque kind of guy, you know? Sure. Now, <laughs> the to, like, uh, well, the Amazon's super important. I don't know if you're, there's a series on Netflix called One Strange Rock where it shows the sediment from the Amazon comes from the Sahara, gets blown all the way over, and it's literally Earth's like a, um, 
it's like a, almost like a living organism itself. So we need, um, obviously, that as as an um, environment and climate and everything to, um, you know, withstand the current cycle that we have with the way that everything works. So uh, the Amazon's obviously super super important. Um, besides, obviously, the facts that you already mentioned. Now, the um, when you're, is there anything like, do they have like scientists there too, or like people on the cutting edge of maybe more insights into, you know, this, this medicine as far as what's going on and that kind of stuff too, or? Yes, they have, they have had a lot of scientific presentations uh, on the medicine. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of that. And even, uh, there was even one interesting talk with, uh, called uh, Israel, Palestine and Ayahuasca about how ayahuasca could uh, heal the divide so i thought mm-hmm. i even even gone that far you know which is good because ayahuasca can have the potential even i mean for me personally it had uh, what it did a lot for me was to uh, let go of uh, past issues that you were thinking about or people you wanted to you know have you know your revenge they were mean to you you want to do revenge you just let it go right uh, so it would make sense that maybe those people involved in the Israel-Palestine conflict, if they all just sat down and had a few ceremonies, maybe they could come to a conclusion. <laughs> no, I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, to a certain extent, though, and I'll say this, you know, I'm sure you're on, you know, you're online a lot, you know, whether it's Twitter or psychedelic forums and that kind of stuff. There's a, there's a lot of people that do these substances that still... Um, are very egocentric and ego doesn't have to be a bad thing but i think the way that people use some of these substances sometimes they don't really get what they're supposed to out of it uh just talking with people like if you go there's it's not even necessarily like negativity it's more like sarcastic negativeness if that makes sense um so i see a lot of people online where you would think that they'd be beyond that based on doing these substances and from my experiences with psychedelics it definitely makes you you come out of it reassessing who you are and what your next mission or goal is Um, and i don't get that feeling for everybody so people that are claiming that they're using these things properly i I don't always agree with that either so you still have the subset of people that are negative nancy's and that kind of stuff well uh that's why the indigenous uh, i'll walk out again because it's too uh, echoing yeah uh, the indigenous uh, are is the key in all this because uh, the way they practice the medicine is uh, a way that makes you uh, avoid those kind of pitfalls. Because um, uh, I just a few hours ago I talked to an indigenous leader from Peru, and I asked her what her biggest issue was, what what was the problem, and she said the biggest problem was white people going to the Amazon, drinking ayahuasca for three weeks, and then claiming they were shamans and they were going back to the West and then having ceremonies. Mm. And, and she, you know, it takes like decades to be a fully, uh, you know, if, if to be a shaman uh, that have all the skills. Right. And not even more than a decade, because you have to also think about the fact that the people who start training to be shamans before they started training they were living in that environment in that culture right uh, which you can't uh, you can't learn that you have to be born in it 
So um, I think we have to be very careful with all these uh, gringo gurus and shamans. And uh, as soon as a white person or a Westerner claims they are a shaman, you should ask, okay, how long have you studied under a shaman? Where? How many years? What, you know, like you have, you have to say a lot of questions because... Sure. You know, the, there are retreats where you can go for three weeks and then you get a diploma, you know, that you're a shaman. It's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, the way I look at it, and I've never been to an ayahuasca, like a, you know, ceremony, but the way I look at it is it's probably something like studying under a guru or an ascended master or some sort of apprenticeship, you know, like you need the time put in, you need the intention, you know, like... Like what you're saying, if somebody goes, okay, I'm going to go here for three weeks, it's one thing to go there and do it, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go and have an amazing ceremony and just experience this culture. But it's another thing to say, I'm going to bring this back with me and this is who I am now. So, like, it's kind of fake, right? Yeah, I mean, it's one thing. Yeah, you can be a patient. That's not a problem. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, to, to claim you're going to carry on the tradition, that that in a sense is also a sort of, culture appropriation and ignorance because um the first time i went down there and did it i had i got some crazy ideas but right. then when i went there again uh, i was placed back on earth you know and said like relax you're nothing <laughs> you know not, not right. yet anyway uh, uh, you don't know anything and i'm always amazed when i spend time in indigenous communities uh, that uh, you know they know a lot and nothing you can learn in three weeks because it's a lifestyle you can it, the problem is this fast food yeah culture which is like i call it fast food spiritualism right uh, you, you can't do it fast you know it takes years and you you know like when you train to be a shaman you have to be on a certain diet for three four years and, and sure. you have to meditate by certain trees and you have to also live in the amazon you can't do it in a park in new york you know no <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess you, you could but <laughs> right it would be more difficult well don't you think though maybe that partly has to do with the experience then so like let's say nobody's done it before they go down there they have this experience and they think this is a whole new world i want to do this and like what you're saying this fast food i want immediate gratification i, I want to become a master now um so they do some research they read some books and then all of a sudden they put themselves in that position. Do you think it, it somewhat has to do with the mind-blowing experience as well? Like, do you think that that not convinces people, but shows people this whole other realm where, um, you know, we live in a technological age now where you could read a book or go online and do some research and put pretty soon be in a debate with somebody that's been studying their whole life and you have some decent counterpoints? Yeah, it's such an intense experience that it almost feels like you're the first one who ever had it because it's so uh, earth-shattering. So it's a natural reaction to like, oh, nobody has seen what I've seen. So, right. But then when you do it more times, then you, in, that's why integration is important. You have to, you know, some people, they do ceremonies constantly with no breaks. You need like, a, you should take a break, like a, at least a year and like process what you went through. And then you... I think you get more out of it. Unless you're training to be a shaman, there's no reason to do, uh, I don't think, any psychedelics weekly for year on year after year because right. uh, you, you kind of like, uh, 
It's like watching a movie, and as soon as you stop watching the movie, you put on another movie. You don't have time to like digest what you just saw. Mm-hmm. And, so, but yeah. No, I was gonna say, do you do they ever do any like history stuff there too? Like, I, I was interested because obviously you're in Spain. The conquistadors came over to South America, wreaked havoc. Um, do they ever? What what happened? Do they ever talk about that with what happened with yeah. ayahuasca during that period when there was the settlers and everybody coming over and um, you know enslaving people, raping people, that kind of like what what was did they see 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 it as like a uh, a negative thing or did they take it on themselves as well? Yeah, they were. They, there was a talk on the history and uh, what amazed me was that uh, before the Europeans came over there. They, they reckon there was at least 10 million people living along the rivers of the Amazon. And uh, wow. now when you go to the Amazon, if you go down the river, you see a little community. And then there's a few miles and then maybe a, a, another little community. But back then, the, it was one huge civilization, like millions of people, of course, still living at, you know, with nature, you know, mm-hmm. like wooden houses and that, but a huge community. And it must have been amazing to, to have encountered that as those conquistadors. But of course, they kept uh, the ayahuasca secret. Uh, and then um, in the history books, it said that disease dis- uh, decimated the population. But decimate is a, not a strong enough word because it was more like genocide. Right. Because... Um, you know, about nine million people died from sure. different dis- diseases, and uh, and then also when the religious people found out about ayahuasca, even to this day, uh, last year some people, some shamans were murdered by religious fanatics, uh, yeah, Catholics, crazy. because uh, it's the you know it's the devil. <laughs> Well, yeah, you get you see these weird stories like that one guy that went to that remote Indian island um, that christian guy that tried to convert him and he was immediately killed <laughs> uh by the the tribes people so you know like there's people trying to preach you know these religious doctrines and, and stuff goes down um but you know you even see it in history with like uh, easter island you know when the uh i think the either the dutch or the portuguese the whoever the catholics were that went there um they burned all their rongo rongo scripts which are these their ancient writing and tablets and stuff like that because it was considered to be evil or the devil and stuff like that so obviously we're a lot smarter nowadays and we can see through that kind of stuff obviously there'll be people that preach that probably till it doesn't exist anymore which it may never not so um but for the most part i think people can see through that demonization type stuff and you see it all whether you know it's people that believe in aliens and aliens are demons or people that see these entities and these you know dmt entities and they think those are demons you know there's always going to be people that think negative stuff like that so one thing i did just before you called was i john coonan is a film director and he's made a few films and uh, he recently made an ayahuasca trip in 3D mm-hmm. and uh, 15 minutes long, an ayahuasca ceremony in uh, VR. Wow! So I I I, uh, I did that, and I must say it was. If somebody ever gets a chance to come across uh, the cosmic journey virtual reality experience, you should definitely try it because it was. Uh, in fact, my my heart started racing. It was that good. 
Wow. Uh, I, I was almost thankful that I hadn't drank anything because I knew I could just take the headset off because I wasn't really mentally prepared to sit in an ayahuasca <laughs> ceremony. But uh, right, right, right. Uh, so it, it gave you like a deep. flashback to the actual, the real deal, huh? Yeah, it was it was really well made, and uh, that guy, Jan Kuhn, and he's uh, he you know he, he studies the medicine a lot, so it's clear he knew what he was doing. Do is that something that's going to be released at any point for like the general public, or is he, they're still working on it, or? I don't know. It's being released. It, it was released at the con. Oh, okay. Festival, I think. Gotcha. So uh, it's just, it's very recent, so it might start popping up. Uh, I can walk in here to the main hall, so you see it's quite it's quite big. Yeah, I saw some pictures you posted, and a couple other people posted of the opening ceremony. What, so what's that about? Is that um, kind of similar to the Olympics, but for like psychedelics kind of a thing, or is it is it an actual? Yeah, you can say that. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, no, it was just like again to put the indigenous communities at the forefront, and they were doing their uh, their uh, songs and uh, ritual ritual singing lots of eco rows and that kind of stuff yeah yeah a lot of them uh, sweet here we even see somebody getting a massage <laughs> that's yeah no i mean like i said it actually looks pretty cool there it looks pretty chill but there's still like a vibe you know like i hate places that are yeah. overcrowded where you can't really you know see your get anything done usually they're more music related things but um no that looks awesome so like it's pretty friendly yeah it seems like it um do you you know you know chris killam is no i don't who's he he's he's called the medicine hunter he goes around the world and studies uh, medicinal plants anyway he's here (laughs) nice that's awesome so you can bump into all these interesting people all over the place no, I, I think it's fascinating. So, so, but it goes to a different city every year. Is 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 no, that? No, it's not annual. It's uh, last time was three years ago. This is like it's not an annual conference. It's okay, a, okay. It's the World Ayahuasca Conference. So right. it happens when it happens. And um, where, where was the last like, one? It was. I think it was in Brazil. Okay. And, um, it's uh, arranged by the ICERS, which is uh, an, an NGO that tries to uh, promote uh, respectable use of, uh, of psychedelics and also to uh, put, again, put the indigenous communities at the forefront. Right. Uh, and I assume that, you know, obviously I've read stuff. There, there was a booth somebody tweeted out um, for like, you know, I don't even want to say, like sexual assault type stuff because obviously that stuff's prevalent among non real shamans that preach that they're shamans down there it seems like and there's people that go down there that get you know assaulted or maybe uh raped even sometimes so i assume that they try and keep a um a tight leash on that and i saw there was a lady running a booth there about that specific subject is that do they talk about that at all or is that something that's yeah they, kinda... yeah that's also a topic yeah and that has a bit to do with just the pressure that is a bit. That has got a bit to do with uh, the popularity because right. when you start seeing like uh, hordes of gringos going into the Amazon uh, with all their money, right. it's going to lure out the people who just want the money. Right. So you you have to, uh, like Terence McKenna said, uh, 
your first stop before you do psychedelics is the library. But uh, these days it's the internet, so you have to do the research. Don't just go down there and uh, pick the first guy, you know? That's interesting, though, because, like, if you think about it, do you think that's because, I mean, you see the same thing with, um, you know, Americans or Western culture, people from Western culture going to, like, India or Tibet trying to gain enlightenment. It's maybe something along the same lines for this ayahuasca stuff. Like, people, Westerners, have lost their connection to spirituality and, um, I guess, the esoteric, you know, community and way do you think that's why you see american like whatever people traveling to gain these insights because they don't we don't have our own you know the only thing we have really is religion and obviously there's i mean i was raised roman catholic but i stopped going to church when i was in high school because a lot of it was bs to me not that i don't believe in a higher power or anything like that but i just think that you know for the most part western culture is kind of losing its touchless spirituality and maybe that's why you see all these different endeavors you see people going on yeah i think that's has got a lot to do with it they're trying to find some meaning uh, so that's of course very attractive uh, that's kind of cool it's uh, just like a little art shop or something yeah uh, and this guy here in the black he's a very good artist <laughs> No, all the art looks very awesome. Have you, do you buy any art when you're there? Or? Oh, it's... Um, well, the originals are a bit too expensive for me. Right. But uh, I did buy some prints. Nice. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be buying the real deal. I'd probably be getting the prints myself. Um, no, I mean, this, this looks awesome for sure. I definitely think... Uh, I mean, I was unaware of, of these conferences. Now, what, what's the what's the perception like when you do people talk about like smoking dmt too or is that kind of taboo there since it's more about the the uh maoi inhibitor and the charcuna and that kind of stuff no there's no i don't get a sense there's a taboo about anything here it's uh, there are you know everybody who arranged the conference and everybody who attends are working with these psychedelic medicines in some ways so it's quite uh, respectful and uh open-minded you know do you know any of these shamans that that spoke it as opposed to to ingesting it no i don't know uh, uh, i don't know i've never met one uh, and uh, yesterday at the press press conference dennis mckenna got asked the question if uh, if pharmawaska pharmawaska is when you take uh, dmt and an maoi inhibitor and make some sort of you know not fake, but like a, right. a ph pharmaceutical ayahuasca. If, right. if that's just as good as the real thing. And he said no, because what most people don't realize is that uh, the biggest healing aspect of the ayahuasca is the MAOI inhibitor, not the DMT. Right. Uh, because it contains, uh, first of all, it's uh, very good when it concerns killing parasites in your body. And it's, it's a very healing plant in itself. Uh, the chakruna is what it's called. Right, right. And um, and then when you add that the DMT, which is the visual, uh, put those together, you got a very potent healing medicine. Right. No, absolutely. I, I, and it makes sense. I mean, I I, th I feel the same way even about bud and marijuana. Like, 
you can if you smoke it it's a completely different thing than you know vaping an extract you know which i like to vape an extract here and there because it allows you to get more work done it's clearer but when you actually smoke it it's more all-encompassing and what is there like 400 chemicals in in pot and tons of cannabinoids you know so when you smoke it you know so it's probably a similar thing to that where you know when you had you were on last time and we were talking about uh iboga and the difference between ibogaine you know it seemed like that's kind of similar too like if you do iboga you're going to get a full effects as opposed to ibogaine which is just one aspect of it yeah exactly it's the same kind of thing oh too noisy in here <laughs> No, no, you're good. Oh, yeah, there's music and performances uh, all over the place regularly as well. So uh, there's a lot happening. Uh, what's what's the state of... Uh, you're live. This guy is making a documentary about the man? people. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. people, people, sorry. <laughs> the Orlando people, the healers. <laughs> yeah, the healers, yeah. Uh, so how's it going? Good, yeah, really good. There's so much to take in. There's so much... Uh, so many great talks, so many great pieces of artwork, great music. So put it on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Take your uh, thing. Uh, your VR. Yeah, so good. Have you done it? Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Uh, no, no. Yeah, he, he's making a documentary about the Shipibo people. Uh, it's called it's called Onanya. I said wrong. I said the wrong thing. And it's called Onanya because the, Onanya means healer in Shipibo. Okay. Uh, so yeah that's awesome yeah i mean i love all these you know it seems like now people are more you know apt to make a documentary or do you know real research and stuff so that's cool you know i always appreciate the uh um the artistic side of these things when you can start incorporating different uh different mediums but uh go ahead sir uh, and they even had uh, a talk about uh, ayahuasca and entrepreneurship because a lot of people who uh, work with ayahuasca they often uh, start up businesses and you know get new ideas and uh, uh, so that's also a thing um, and all, and often it has some sort of like uh, sustainable angle because sure. It's impossible to go down to the Amazon and drink ayahuasca and not come back home and think, hmm, maybe I should recycle. <laughs> you know, like, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, just, I mean, I don't know how you feel, but even me, just when I go camping or go to the woods or, you know, I'm in touch with nature, there's something spiritual about that as it is without any substances. But then when you bring psychedelics, mind-altering substances into that mix, it's even more powerful, you know, like you almost feel that, you know, uh, primal connection with nature. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it, uh, it's in, undeniable when you do it that uh, the, you, you get this kind of connection with Mother Nature. It's very strong and uh, also makes you feel a bit small. Not in a negative sense, just more right. in, a, in an awe sense. That's good. I mean, we should we should feel small, you know. Um, and I think that's why people, you know, always talk about like ego death. I mean, besides the actual experience and being ripped apart, taken to the underworld, put back together, and brought back, kind of a thing. But more from the sense that, like you said, yeah. feeling small or like you know, there's a bigger picture kind of a thing, you know. Because I think that sometimes people get lost and you're stuck in reality or day-to-day -day consciousness, and you think, oh, this is kind of 
you know, that's just who you are, but in reality, it's just only part of the. Yeah, Man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful the there. Slogan, the slogan there, uh, an inner search for a better world. Nice. <laughs> oh, let me go here. Uh, I saw somebody. Actually, so we, you can have. Uh, I, I won't disturb him because I'm disturbing too much, but. Now you can have you Dennis McKenna on your on your podcast. <laughs> this is I mean it's it's beautiful in that city, man. I gotta go to Spain and check out Girona. It's awesome there. There is. Nice. Very cool. Man, this whole uh this whole thing looks awesome. Uh, the one guy I really want to talk to is Jeremy Norby, who wrote uh, Cosmic Serpent. Nice. It's the, it's the book that sent me down the rabbit hole, so to say. Right. Uh, but he's, uh, he's speaking tomorrow. Oh, talk about the devil. I just saw him. Here he is. He's bumping into everybody. Here he is. Nice. <laughs> I've been looking for him for two days, so now when I said it, he turned up. Right. Um, I'm going to stalk him later. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we have Andrew Gallimore coming on on Tuesday. I don't know if you've checked out his new book yet, uh, Alien Information Theory. Yes, uh, my I actually uh, my podcast with him is coming out tomorrow. Oh, nice, nice. So I did I did it before I went. Yeah, he's uh he seems like a cool guy, and I'm I'm halfway through his book. I got to finish it up yeah. this weekend. But what did you think I about? Well, I haven't read the book. I just know. Oh, right. It did just come yeah. out, actually, I think last week. So. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, it was uh, good talking to him. And I, I, I actually talked a lot about Japan with him because he lives there. So I took the opportunity to find out more about Japan. Right. Because uh, uh, I've always been attracted to Japan. Yeah, I mean, Japan seems pretty cool as well. I had a buddy who lived there. He said it was awesome. He lived in Kobe. Um, Actually, he had a little bit of PTSD from that huge earthquake they had in '94. So it's interesting the way that people are kind of immune to that, you know, tsunamis and earthquakes and that kind of stuff there. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, this looks phenomenal. I would love to check out one of these things. Um, so you said they happen every what three years? Is that like every three years or just kind no. of? No, it happens when it happens. When oh, okay, it I gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, ICS is a very good uh, NGO, that, uh, and they also have a, uh, an ayahuasca defense fund because every time somebody does the ceremony in the right way uh, in other countries, they can get arrested. Wow. So they also raise money to help them with the legal costs. What's the legality there in Europe, in Spain and stuff? Uh, in Spain, uh, we, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's fairly acceptable okay uh, but then, i mean uh, every country is different in europe so there's some countries where it's highly illegal so sure and yeah. we also have santo daime here i think uh or no it's another one uh, you know because some no it is santo daime uh some uh form a church you know because if you're a church right right then uh, all bets are off like you see the cross, yeah. a double cross, <laughs> double. No, I mean it makes sense. Um, you know, the, it's just they are such powerful tools. And you know, I don't, have you ever seen that documentary? I don't know if you. It's called The Last Shaman about this um, 
this guy that you know he's just a white teenager going to college kind of a thing and he he wants to kill himself he set a date to kill himself and it was a last ditch effort he's like i'm gonna go to the amazon um and he ends up going down there and like learning from this guy that was on the edge of like the modernization uh part of of the amazon where the place where he was was on the fringe the outskirt of the city but also kind of indigenous so he went to this shaman um who was still doing real ceremonies because he, he had a tough time finding a real shaman when he went down there uh based on all the people on the streets trying to sell him uh the ayahuasca and stuff but um it's actually kind of interesting because this guy was really going to kill himself and um he uh found a new way of life through doing um you know the ceremonies he was down there for i think for a few months so he was he really went in deep but uh, i don't know if you, if you haven't checked that out you should check it out it's kind of interesting yeah i've seen it i've seen it oh, okay is there that whole aspect there too is there a lot of people talking about like the whole depression anxiety mental disorder kind of stuff yeah every angle you can think of uh, they have a lecture on it and uh, they're also showing not that film but they're also showing a few films as well different gotcha. documentaries so it, it's all i mean if you uh, do you have anything see, that you recommend like any anything that you've seen or well, the, the, the thing that I thought was most amazing was that virtual reality experience. Right, was right, right. extremely realistic. Of course, virtual reality can never add, you know, because an ayahuasca experience is also a lot about your memories and uh, things from your life. It's impossible to put that in a VR. But as far as the visuals and the mood, the vibe, they got it spot on. Um, man this is that you know like it looks like it's it's beautiful landscape outside of that specific location too yeah oh girona was a very beautiful city uh, where's everybody staying is there hotels around there or is everything connected well it's 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 uh, girona is a city of like a hundred thousand people so it's... no i meant like specifically there like is there a hotel like close to there or is everything connected is the hotel connected to the uh yeah everything is in walking distance oh, okay uh, it's uh europe you know it's like right small distances no it looks clean beautiful um yeah everybody seems to be pretty cool and uh, that's a lot of media happening here somebody filming <laughs> so yeah so what's your uh what's on your agenda for later before we uh cut out here well actually i'm uh, going to uh, this book signing with a few authors getting some books signed and then uh, i think the evening is done uh, I, haven't, I don't have any plans and tomorrow it's going to be all about this uh, Jeremy Norby because I really want to speak to him and uh, also listen to his talk Sure. because he's uh, if somebody hasn't watched his talks on YouTube if I recommend them because yeah I've, very, I've seen a few of them I, I like a lot of what he does for sure and he has a dry sense of humor which I like uh, see his kids <laughs> here as well yes uh, I've seen quite a few kids since you've been walking around it's cool they even have a kids area for people who bring kids. <laughs> right on. Well, listen, Alex, I really appreciate you doing this. This was actually super fascinating, and uh, I appreciate you coming on and explaining stuff. And uh, obviously, you're always welcome on our show. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your conference. Yeah, thanks. I hope it uh, 
was watchable. It's hard to watch. It's pretty clear. I'm not going to lie. I was worried about the connection at first, but it, it's pretty clear. And uh, you're actually, the video and the audio is a lot better than other people we've had that have been sitting at home. So you're good. I have uh, a, a good phone right now, I guess. No, uh, no. Let me, uh, good job. Let me, I'll film something uh, uh, as the final image here. Okay. <laughs> no, that's true. We all need to wake up. Yeah, so thanks for having me on. And it, uh, I hope uh, people enjoy listening. And uh, people should ch definitely check out the Ayahuasca Defense Fund. They always need uh, support. Uh, yeah, check that out. Check out uh, your podcast, too. Um, you're on uh, the, the podcast platforms, Natural Born Alchemist. When's your, when are you going to release your Andrew Gallimore episode? Uh, it's tomorrow uh, at noon European time, so I don't know what time that is. Elsewhere, Sweet. But... Yeah, I'm going to check it out for sure. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for coming on, dude, and uh, we'll catch up after. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yep. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Peace.